This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Hey, welcome to another episode of This Life Podcast. Here Bob. we are. Here we are. Here we are I'm here in the studio now, not on the 210 freeway. Remind people about uh, our friends who are supporting us now, the Bergamot Mega Plus. These guys have this polyphenol product from a fruit that helps lower cholesterol. And it, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about Oh, my about God. It. Yeah. It's, a, it's got a, like, essentially the same thing as a statin, a low dose, like red yeast rice. These other things have been available. But this is a new product that... People are statin intolerant, people that have fatty liver, people that have metabolic syndrome. This might be what something. What about people with hepatitis C? Could it help them? I've thought about you today, and I thought, <laughs> probably not. Probably oh, not. shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> no, I, I started thinking more about why your hepatitis C has been completely treated, but be that as it may. Uh, if you if you discuss this with your physician, if there's any question at all, if you're already on a statin, you don't need this, but do discuss it with your doctor. Also, Heal app, physician in your house within two hours, $99. Insurance covers it. Most insurances cover it. And these are carefully selected board-certified physicians that will show up in your house. And people don't understand. All you need is a doctor's sort of evaluation and judgment. You don't need the structure of an ER unless you have a real emergency. You don't need to wait around urgent care. Just use the app. It's 99 bucks. You know, when you were in. telling me about it, you know, a lot of my clients want to know if a doctor will come and treat them for opioid withdrawal. <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting <laughs> question. They, they don't really have the mental health piece fully covered yet. They're planning to. I don't think that would. I wouldn't advise them to get into that. You know what I'm saying? That would not. If you had a crisis in the middle of torture the doctors. No, I just don't think it would be effective for the patients. If you're in the middle of an opiate withdrawal and you needed somebody to look at you because there's a problem, that that would make sense. But not to manage opiate withdrawal. Hey, guess we have here today. I'm trying to guess. Heather McDonald. Hey there. Yeah. Trying to guess. Thanks, <laughs> so, thanks for knowing no, because, who I am. No, no, but I mean, I was wondering why <laughs> you're here like, because you were talking about somebody who who drinks one glass of wine and gets drunk before we went to air. Oh, is it about a family member that you're here, or just in no? no she's I'm a happening a person okay. myself. Okay, she's got I know. A crazy, she had a, uh, I'm like a famous person that you don't know who it, I she, am. He knows who you are. Yes, no, he, he doesn't. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, who am I? <laughs> no, no. He doesn't know. It's Heather McDonald. It's okay. Heather's thank, a comedian. I know. She's got a great podcast. The ego boost she, was on, I need. she was on Chelsea, and she's a friend of ours. And you're she, on with that guy I know from AA. That's where I know you from on Chelsea's show. And she's from Juicy Scoop. What guy from Juicy, AA? There's a there's a there's a sober comedian guy that's on there all the time. That I forget. Well, our show's name. been off for a year and a half, almost two. But I'm trying to think now. who is sober that was, was ever sober on guy. our show. He's on there every time on the three people panel thing. Sober guy every I don't time. Know. I don't remember any people that were. Yeah. Chewy? Chewy's sober. <laughs> Chewy's sober. Yeah, the little, little. Is he the little guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he loved God. cocaine. That was his favorite. 
No, there was a guy. He's like a hipster East Sider guy. East side of what? I don't know. East side of Hollywood, L.A. Silver Lake. Well, if Echo it's Park. A.A., maybe you're not supposed to be telling right, who it say, is. He might not it's know. supposed to be anonymous. Uh, yeah, they didn't know. But anyway, so Heather, tell us about your podcast. Juicy Scoop. So I've been doing a podcast. It's almost a year. It's called Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. And I always, I came up with a name because I was always like, oh, give me some Juicy Scoop. Or do you have some Juicy Scoop? Whether it's like about someone's relationship or in Hollywood or whatever. And um, it's actually been amazing. Like, it's been the best thing I've de- ever done. Ever done? Wow. I think so. Because, because people are so engaged. Scoop. What's well, the no, no. Hold on. Scoop. Hold on. Because people are so engaged with you? Yes. Because yeah. I, I, I was, first of all, I didn't think anyone would really listen. Or I didn't understand how people would find it. So then when I started to get this, like, amazing feedback and be aware of the numbers and... And just, you know, it's just like so flattering that people are like that addicted to it, that they like live, it comes out Thursdays, they live for Thursdays. It's, and a, very, it's a very personal relationship with podcasts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I was reading the reviews and I just said, Peter, when I die, just like go to this page <laughs> and just read these. Because like, the, I mean, I'm in love with myself. <laughs> I like I can't even get I'm like this is me no but what's really cool is when people are like oh my god you know I feel like you're my best friend or I work out longer because your podcast is an hour and twenty minutes and I listen to the whole thing and I've I've good guests and then but then what we were talking about when we first stepped in is I started to share this story like um, a few months ago about my sister which I shared with you and she shared us over dinner after I. Pick my jaw up and, show, and then I then I had, I'd had to have a follow up dinner. Remember, we had to do it again to get well, the rest of the story in the follow up. And there were even sometimes I called you to ask you oh, yeah. when we were in the midst of the drama. But I have this sister, and it, it really is like a really traumatic situation, which I'll give like the, sh- the cliff note version of. But it's one of the stories I just had never shared. I didn't find the humor in it, so it wasn't part of my stand up. I didn't put it in my books, and. Um, And what happened was I had someone cancel that morning and I'd been thinking about it and I was like, you know, it's such a long story to tell. I think I'm going to start telling it because I'd hinted at it a little bit. You know, I'd say like little things like, oh, and like when your sister calls you a cunt on your wedding day, blah, blah, blah. And then (laughs) like that, like everyone. And then people would be like, wait a minute. Like, what is that about? And they'd kind of like, you know, and so finally I was like, I'm going to tell you about the woman who called me a cunt on my wedding day. But it's about a three-hour story, so I'm going to do it in little segments on the show. And it was really kind of genius, if I might say, because it got people, you know, really vested in it. And it, it is it, a three-hour story. I it think is. It, it, it is. took her three hours to tell me. I think maybe four hours. I, I mean, it's it. really long because it really goes back when it's a sister and how much it it changed and our relationship, you know. But even though it had signs of jealousy when I was really little, I mean, there was... You know, there was a 10-speed involved and some roller skates that fucking really pissed her off. But, like, then when you get to a point where one person is, like, on TV and happy and the other one is not, it's also very terrible. Well, then it and affects the mother and the other sister gets dragged in and, oh, boy. Yeah. And then it all – but it did um, – like it, you know, it's it's just yeah. So you so, kind of, so I mean, I don't know how much hear, I could, you. I mean, it's, it's like you're not going to tell the whole thing yet. So we'll you want to hear, hear it? Go back 16 you, episodes. Go. It starts on episode 35. 35. Okay. And um. And this is Juicy Scoop. What's podca- really cool is a few weeks ago, Rosie O'Donnell tweeted me. Someone told her about it, and then she went and was like binge listening to all of it. And it's always at the top of the show too. So you know, I'd love for you to listen to whole episodes, but if you just want to go back and listen to that, um. But it's a lot of it is the Irish Catholic family guilt 
where there really is like the prodigal son or sister that keeps fucking up and treating people poorly in the family. And it's like adult sibling abuse. I don't really know if that's been something that's even really been explored in your it's field a or anybody else's spot. I can tell you that was my spot. It's a great spot. It's, you it's, were the abuser. No, I was. The, I was. You were the, the prodigal son. The victim. And, oh, the fun, yeah, yeah, but and always be oh, Bobby. Yeah, that's a good spot. Your sister's in that my, spot. My sister. I have two. Really, I have. It's. I have a brother too. Well, that, one is one is the self savior perfectionistic blah blah blah. Right, the other one isn't she the savior? The middle one. No, well, one no, my I, there's five of us. Oh okay, so one, my one sister is totally normal. She's in a defense attorney. She's you know always would say but I'm Switzerland. I'm but, Switzerland. But she's actually the savior. She saves. Yes, she she, she swoops in and saves in the last minute. Yes, well, she, she literally became a defense attorney because there's so many fuck ups in my family. Wow, it just worked out well for everybody with the pro bono work. Poor thing, and. But she's really, really sweet and nice and fun. We're like best friends. Then the sister, so I'm the youngest. Then the the attorney's number four. Number three is my crazy sister, Katrina. Katrina is the name that I gave her. Um, Just to whatever. I don't know if there's what there it is. I think in podcasting, there's really no laws, but whatever. So Katrina. And then. What's the defense attorney say? I don't know. She didn't like that I was doing it, uh, but she said it's your story to tell. She's saving everybody. She doesn't want to stir it up. She found out I was talking about it. We went to Palm Springs, and she was listening to the podcast, really loving it. A lot of the shit goes down in Palm Springs, doesn't it? <laughs> Seems like well, that's where she lives. So we were I doing an, okay. I was doing an event, and she came and spent the Where'd night at the hotel. Where'd you grow up? Woodland Hills. Okay. But anyway, so we were, and I said, you know, after some drinks, I said, um, I'm not an alcoholic, by the way. And I said, uh, do you know about that I'm talking about Katrina on the show? She's like, yes. My friends have told me. I heard... And she's just like, I don't, you know, I just don't want to hear it because she lived it. And I go, well, you don't have to hear it. Yeah. That's a defense and I'll tell attorney you, sister said yeah, that. Yeah, and I'll yeah. just, I'll, yeah, I'm that like, makes sense. She's the protector. Yeah. yeah, don't listen yeah. to she it. She had and, to say a critical yeah. thing. Right. So I said, don't listen to it. And then when it's over and, you know, um, I'm doing other things, you can then listen to it. And, um, but like, you know, all her friends love it and, you know, I can't believe it. And what's been really cool in sharing the story is I get these emails and, and letters and tweets and whatever, not letters, I mean, like who someone's writing a letter mailing it, but basically emails and, and um, tweets or whatnot. That's like, oh my God, I was always so embarrassed that I had this relationship with my sibling. And until you started to talk about it, it's just very freeing because part of it is say goodbye fuck off like yeah. just yeah. because we shared a roof for 10 years of my childhood and came down the same vagina walls does not mean i need to have you in my life destroying you know actively destroying trying to destroy like my marriage and affecting my children who i don't want to be subjected to crazy there like you i go. was that's health I, yeah you know that's called health yeah and it, but it still makes me feel guilty because of the Catholic guilt. Because and, I know it's, it's a now it's a social guilt, political correctness. No, guilt. no, no, no. Yeah. It's, also, it's in Catholic it is guilt, too. it is. It's it, a combo. It's blood is thicker than water, and oh my God, what do you mean you haven't talked to your sister in years? How could that be? And all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh my God, when I finally just. You know, and part of it was being married and, and marrying someone that didn't come from a crazy you know family where people say? treat you, you like You know how shit. much better my life is without her in oh, it? My, it was. It, it was. <laughs> but but to be in, interestingly, you've had a number of crazy people in your life you've had to cut off. Yeah. Right? yeah. I have. And, 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 and I always wonder people if people are going to, 
look at me and go, well, I think you're the one that made them crazy. No, which no, maybe I no. did. No, you're the one that fits with yeah, them. Yeah, you tree fit. You they fit see you, you them. see them, oh. and they come together, and then there it is again. But I'm even thinking of, we talked about your husband's ex-wife once on a it's podcast. It's not his ex-wife. Or whatever, baby mama, whatever. It was, yes. Baby mama. Yeah. Oh, I never thought I'd hear that, hear that out of Dr. Drew's. Uh, well, now, I hear that in prison a lot. You know... It's that that's that's was really but that was another one. Right? That was another one. My yeah. husband had um, a baby with a woman that they really didn't have a relationship. Yeah. And um, but he literally impregnated her like the weekend before meeting me. So their relationship ended. We started dating. And then nine, ten months into dating, he says it's the weekend before. I'm just saying. Well, it nothing, was. Nothing. nothing, we, nothing. I, I did the math. Say Don't you think I did the math? Oh, I Don't you did. think I did the math? <laughs> I know you, Heather. I'm sure you know you what did. I literally. What's really interesting is I remember he's like do you want to go out Wednesday or Friday? And I had been reading the rules and you're supposed to want a weekend date. So I said, I'll, I'll do um, Friday. And, she, and I she think had, he went out. baby on Wednesday? I think he went out. I think he had the baby on Wednesday. I'm not kidding. So much for the rule. I really did the, the thing. But you Life know what? intervenes on the rule. What, but it is oh, obviously, she's, she, I have two sons with him, but she's my only daughter. And it's amazing because all these years now have passed. But the drama that involved like the first really like five, six years of her yeah. life was, you know, hundred over $100,000 in legal fees. Um, she attempted to have, you know, attempted to hire someone to have me killed. The, Had your sister ever done anything like that? Wow. No. Never yes. Yes. Uh, to beat. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. To beat up. I figured, beat up, I figured beat up. you get everything you came out of your sister. She asked, you she asked my brother to find, said, she said to my brother, I will pay <laughs> you to beat up. up my husband. And then. No wonder you went into comedy coming from a family like that. I mean, it's, and you can still find it. Like when I tell the story, because some of the stuff is funny. Like she would leave me, my sister would leave me the most like abusive voicemail messages. Like she really wasn't. Okay. So here's the thing in a nutshell. So around when I got married, I've been married for 16 years. Prior to that, a few years prior to that, it was like falling apart. I was starting to get sick of her shit. I, I didn't like how abusive she was to my parents, how she'd threatened to take the little kids from events unless they apologized or gave her what she wanted. And then weeks would pass and they wouldn't talk to her and then they'd let her back in and, and all of that stuff would kind of drive me crazy. So I was starting to get sick of this shit. And I remember one time she called me and she goes, you know, um, I went to my therapist and now my therapist said, it's not dad who, you know, screwed me up. It's really mom. So I said, you know what, Katrina? I said, if you want to blame mom and dad for your problems until you're 80, be my guest. But like, I'm, I'm sick of it. Like none, none of our lives was perfect. Like move the hell on. Like my God. And so I go in the shower. I get out of the shower and my husband's like, what the hell? I go, What? She was driving when she called me. She drove right right into my driveway. My, our door wasn't locked. She walked right into the door looking for me to yell at me. And my husband's like in his underwear, like doing <laughs> shit on a Tuesday night. And he's like, like at the point is absolutely this, no boundaries. This is the famous fight though. No, this, this, no, this isn't the famous one. Oh, no. <laughs> There's several. So that led on to lead to my son's first birthday party, which involved her wanting this Pooh Bear crate back that she had lent me. Losing her mind. The police came. I eventually, I got a restraining police. order. Oh, many times. I got a re- many times. I've gotten three. So the first restraining order was when, was in 2003. This doesn't sound familiar to you. Yeah, it sounds like my family. That's why I don't see him anymore. 
Second restraining order was like 2006 because that only lasted for three years. And then I kind of like let her back in. And then there was a huge thing that happened. I believe that that's a, you're trying to be a good person. You're, you're trying to be a good person. I missed her kids. I missed, I mean, I was sad. I was, I was sad, you know, to not have that. But once I would get her out of my life for, you know, years at a time, I'm like, oh my God, the productivity, the, the, the amount that someone like that sucks out of your life, just the times that you're just relaying the story to a friend, just all the time that it takes. But, but the excitement of being around a borderline. Millions it really takes Americans, up so much time out of your of life. Americans are doing that every day. And then what are we going to do and do, 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 and, you know, and so then... So then, then there was a huge block time. Like almost the whole time I was on Chelsea lately was, which was for seven years, I really had no contact with her at all. Like I think she called me once, and she was kind of drunk, and my husband wasn't home, and I happened to answer the phone, and we had like one conversation, and like that was it. Really, really stayed clear. But then there were times where my other sister, the attorney, was like, "Do you think, you know, we can help her with getting her house sold and this and that?" And I was like, "Oh, could we?" And my dad was like, "No." Like he. He was like, don't, you know, it's going to turn into a disaster. There were all these things that happened. So and the then, dad has had a good boundary with her all no, the time? No, no. He did get one restraining order because she said that he threw <laughs> a brick at Is her. Is that how you determine good boundaries in your family? If there's a restraining order? I think he, he did. It's a desperate attempt he, to establish boundaries. <laughs> He did get one after the 2006 incident but, but he when she was, came he to was, my house. She's been, she's been removed from my property three times during my marriage. He was trying to set a boundary between the two 2006. Not between him and, and the last time was 2014. She could have moved to New York. His kids are here. His kids are alive And nobody here. leaves the valley. It's like, fuck. Alive. So, <laughs> anyway. You, did you go to, uh, what is it called, neighborhood school? No, we went to Catholic school. Oh, can Oh, you're going to torture your own children with it. No, no, I she. Go, I go to Catholic school. What did, do you mean? Where'd your kids you go? go? Your kids go, to the, go to my get... kids go to the same Catholic school I went to. Oh, my God. Well, I don't blame the Catholic school. The Catholic school has been great. The community has been great. It's just my, it's just. Well, then what like is my, Catholic guilt? Catholic guilt is just to explain it it's amazing because that's been a huge outpouring of the listeners of so many people that agree it's that feeling of like i feel you know i should always be a good person i i should be here for this person never turning your back why is that bad that's a good thing because when someone fucks you over really bad you should love yourself more so like and you should say no so it's a great great interesting question for you and i bob was what's the difference between trying to be a good person and being codependent well uh, you're going to see it as coming from the trauma, right? The family. Well, no, I that, see it as social, also supported. But I what's know the that difference? I, I tell people I don't talk to my family, and they look at you like there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's they that's really part of it. Do. That's why people are embarrassed. Why should I go there and feel like? And that's, uh, I'm when did you cut off your family? What? When did you cut off your family? Boy, Elvis was born. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. yeah why? Yeah. That's usually when family gets together. No, no, no. Kids, That's when kids. they get drunk and tell me all us goddamn liberals are to blame for everything. Wait, no, it was who, my last time. Is this time. your mom or your the sister last mom? time, my, sis, my sister. Bob is a mom and a sister mom. <laughs> well, that's just, really? a, that's yeah. just a Catholic thing. Explain. Guess Wait, where I was born. Guess where guess. I was born. So your so your sister had you, but they pretended your mom yeah, did. Yeah, she was yes. fifteen. That's his grandma. Guess where his I was born. You'll love this. Saint Anne's home for unwed mothers. I know. I know Saint Anne. You know, Occidental. In you know, Saint Anne was Mary's mother. Did you know that? That's no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
So was Mary a virgin I didn't, birth I didn't, too? My, 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 uh, you I think know. that's what, no. Boy, you know the real well, history. Well, because Anne is my middle name, and I did the book report on St. Anne in fourth grade. <laughs> but I know St. Anne's. Quite a historian. You support St. Anne's. Home. I yeah. was born in the unwed mother's home. But so Bob is a sister mom, and I'm not who, and Got you, it. you cut off the grandma? No, my, her sisters, what I consider my sisters. The, the aunts. Yeah, the aunts. They're not my aunts, they're my sisters. I grew up with them as my sisters. But they're your aunts. Not, well, technically, I'm just <laughs> right. Factually, but your grandma because your grandmother raised was my you. mother. Yeah. Yes, yes. She's yes. My mother. And so the aunts are the pain in the ass now. The aunts, the sisters, the aunts' husbands actually. Oh, okay. So what they they all married their father, which is uh, my dad, and just trauma, 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 yeah, trauma. Yeah, okay. And then yeah. anytime they have a few too many cocktails, I'm the goddamn liberal who's ruined everything. And I just got, when it was just me, it was fine. Like, I got sober. Okay, I deserve it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I was mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. Yeah. When, when it was around my son, when he was like nine months old, but, I was like, I, it, we will never enter your home ever again. That's what happened with me because I took all the shit for years. I would get these calls of her screaming at me. And the funny, this is the thing is that she would say is kind of fun, like there. They're like, you with your skinny chicken legs and your flat ass, you're not fucking funny. Like she just like leave. <laughs> he's like, I swear to God. would go personal? Oh, totally. You or... with your cabbage patch face and your bucky mouth. and She wouldn't go, wouldn't go finances, fame, no, politics. She would say, well, no, what Heather, would happen? Heather, Heather the, 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 the years I've known you, you've mentioned the chicken leg thing about 40 times. It's what she says. <laughs> That one, that one really got through evidently. <laughs> and the flat ass. And the flat ass. Because she has like a much curvier. they can do she about that She has like a curvy now. athletic body. Uh, and like I wasn't, you know, athletic. So it's just like she just tries to get at whatever. Like I was the last yeah. one picked on the team. So it's like when, when someone it. knows every single insecurity since you were an infant, they know what to say. Yeah, to abuse. So they know what to say. And then it was like, and then we, you know, we bought the house next door to my parents. What? No, but they none of those losers were living there at the time. I know. But for you're for, just for the record, get a picture of Heather's legs. They're quite nice. This. Let's get get the legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and your parents still lived in the house next door. What happened was so you're going to see your sister? no no no. This is what happened in 2005. In 2005, um, my parents just lived there alone. They'd been living there alone for many years. Um, we lived like five minutes away, and. They lived in a nicer part of the neighborhood, and I always said the only way we're going to get in this neighborhood is if there's a house that ha- talk about working the secret. But I said if there's a house and it's like an older guy selling it, and it's the smallest house, but so we can get it at a good price. And if they ask us to list it, because I was a realtor, and sure enough, an old widower was like, "Would you like to buy? Like to sell my house?" So I was like, "Oh my god, that's the only way. It won't be multiple offers. I can, you know, offer the money and." My husband liked it. He wasn't freaked out. My parents my parents were like the opposite of everyone loves Raymond. They would never stop by without being invited. You know, they would ask me two days no, in advance. I'm not thinking about them. They would seem you want cool. It? Right. I liked it. The dad has boundaries with the, with the daughter. But what, what so, was strange for me is you want to see all your siblings, the prodigal son. I don't want to see them. They're all got to go visit your parents. That They really weren't, though. They really weren't. Well, that's even sadder. They weren't around that much. And... It just. It, I don't at think that that's. It's not that. Fr- that's just one of them things. But it but, just wasn't. But it let, wasn't. Let's go back then, to yes. codependency yes. versus being a nice person. Yes, and that's uh, why do people? Why do people get very confused about that? Because there's a whole generation of parents totally confused about. Well, Heather was trying to be mm-hmm. a nice person, ended up getting codependent on this. 
person with a dis- personality issue. But then I, but then I, no, then I, I really did pull back so much. And then when my dad died. But then died, you felt like not a good person. Right. And then when my dad died and she was just like, I want to get past this. And, and when my dad died, it was like, not a happy funeral, but like it was a long battle. He died at 88. So it was like the kind of funeral he should have. Like everybody's okay. It's, he's been sick a long time. And, and it was after that that I did allow her to come to my house because we were having the, you know, the, I call it the after party, I guess the wake, but they, you know, after the funeral, you know, and Peter was sort of like, mm, my husband was kind of, but then I was like, well, what am I going to do? Not have them. This is what my mom wants. She doesn't want it at the church. She wants it at my house. And then that was sort of like a trigger of like, we're good now. We're going to be friends again. And then she kept wanting to do stuff with me and everything, every time I'd like turn her down or not invite her to the girls weekend in Vegas where I'm performing or whatever, it was feeding out her feeder. And then this one thing, then she blew it. And all like the last six months of her being nice, it was all fake. All this, all the horribleness came it was. out. Now you're black and white thinking. I don't know that it was. Well, borderlines the truth comes want out. things. Borderlines want things to work out too. They, they, they just they, don't know how. They fl- Maybe they flip. They, they're they're they mean it when they're flipped. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. they flip the other way, and they're no, they're flipping sure and flopping. They they can't they can't stay whole. Right. And to you, it seems like one's honest and one's dishonest. No, it's just it's just two sides of the same. Smart yeah. is what they're I not was they're not glued together. They yeah. flip back and forth. And so you're either getting the good mom or the bad mom. That's the way they theorize about this stuff. Right. Okay, wait. You have to take a little break. Be right back after this. We're welcoming our new sponsor to the show. They are called Bergamet Mega Plus. And this is actually a supplement. And it's a supplement I can get behind. Within a couple of months, uh, I'll be reporting on some of the benefits of this thing. What it is, it's derived from some of the extracts of the bergamot citrus fruit. It's uh, endemic to the Calabria region of Italy. And bergamot is rich in what's called polyphenols. And polyphenols are known to reduce the risk of heart disease. The Italian government actually funded a bunch of research on this. Now, bergamot Mega Plus is a natural, what you would call statin, or in scientific terms, HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. Much like the medication that we take, but milder, and again, it's a natural source. It has properties that also may lower triglyceride, raise HDL, even more so than a statin. So if you have high cholesterol or lipid issues and you can't tolerate statins, this is something you might really consider. Also, for others, in a nutshell, Bergamet Mega Plus can address conditions faced by millions of Americans worldwide, namely increased abdominal fat, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, high triglycerides, and high blood pressure taken together. That is called the metabolic syndrome. And usually physicians will prescribe pharmaceutical agents, weight loss, that kind of thing. And in this case, Bergamet Mega Plus may offer benefits above and beyond the usual recommendations. Be sure to talk to your doctor. Cardiologists, physicians all over the world have been recommending this product, Bergamet Mega Plus. Its effectiveness has been documented in many scientific peer-reviewed publications. And as I said, as a result, it's something that uh, I can get behind. I'm excited about. I'm starting to recommend it to patients. So to learn more, visit bergamet.com. That is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com. Or click on the Bergamet banner on our website. So we're back with more craziness. Uh, he called, you, cra- he called you crazy, you. Heather. I, I don't think of you as crazy. but No, craziness. but the dysfunctional but I, I do, family. I do think it's very freeing. The fact that I told the whole story on the podcast. Yeah, by the way, go, go starting with 35. Yes. If you want to hear the whole 16-part series, uh, I know the 16-part saga, and she is giving you tiny, itsy-bitsy glimpses here on this yeah. podcast because it is breathtaking when you go po- moment by moment. It, and it's for you, it's like reliving it. It's uh, the trauma. I know it's It is. I mean, you. there were, it was, when I would tape on Mondays, I would sort of get anxiety yeah. before I would go tape. 
And then, and I would really literally walk in with my producer. I'm like, time for our 20 minute therapy session. And then I would, you know, and then when I, it would come out on Thursday, 12 a.m. or whatever morning of Thursday. And sometimes I'd like get anxious, like, oh my God, you know. And I kept waiting for people to write me and be like, God, you're such a bitch. Why would you tell this story about your sister? You're horrible. And not one person and that's what's freeing because i always felt like am i a bad person that i'm sharing the story am i a bad person that i you know didn't go well she's sick in the head heather you should accept that she is you know she's mentally ill right and i'm like so i'm just supposed to accept the abuse i don't know like that's what i that's what i feel society she's more sick in the soul sick in the thinking Personality yeah. disorder isn't in the brain. It's in well, the, it's it in is, the spirit. Is. Well, it's in the spirit. Right. It's their whole person. body. Yeah, yeah. Everything. And so there's a lot of it going around. Mild. You sound like it's pretty pretty heavy and severe. Yeah. But there's and I a lot of it in our society age, right? at, a, at a moderate level. Wait, wait. It gets worse with age. And I it definitely better. think... Gets better around Shit. fifty. Gets better around fifty usually. Well, but don't, she's usually. Don't you think there's a lot, a lot of them don't around? live to fifty too? A lot, a, lot, a lot of them also don't live that long. Go ahead. What? Mm-hmm. Well, I f- have a concern that this is an extreme borderline that goes on for decades yeah, with yeah. police involvement. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And the people who are identifying with you, the borderlines in their lives might be more more slight or moderate, and now they're going to cut those people off. And there's just ways to have better boundaries with people. You it's sad, but it's, yeah, it's sad, but there's no but winning. You, there is no boundaries. That's the thing. Yes. Like, That's I the problem will, of our society. I, no, but I, I was like, God, let's have, you know, two well, meals let me, a year let me would explain have been something nice. To you. Let me explain but something there's to you no that, way that, to do that. that borderlines often and typically do, mm-hmm. which is they use a strategy called projective identification, which is for whatever reason about their attachments and their biology, they feel as though their feelings and emotions exist outside their body in the world. And the way they regulate their emotions is by pushing them out of their body into you. If you, when you feel crazy around a borderline, mm-hmm. that's their feeling that they're projecting into you, and then they start monkeying with it as a way of trying to regulate their own feelings. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. The crazy feeling you get when just when the, the feeling you, I always get the same feeling when I walk around with a borderline. I want to run out the back door. I just want, I just get the feeling like, I got to get out of here yeah. <laughs> quick. And then when I get in with them, because you'll get sucked into their vortex. Yeah, I, get, I get into it. I feel. I feel getting. I feel the sucking of in the, the tentacles. Because they're telling the truth a lot of it. But they're just they, they are just mix brilliant. it all around. We have borderline. Remember what Sasha used to always say she'd go like this when I'd come in the unit. You doing the uh, my favorite Martian uh, yeah. antennas over the head. She she said that they could sense when I came onto the campus, which was by the way three hundred yards away from our unit. Yeah, that they're they're so sensitive to the world, the environment. They literally would start to act out. He, he, she could tell I'd arrived. Mm-hmm. And there's no way they could see it. No way. Impossible. Physically impossible. But she knew I was coming soon to the unit because of the way they behaved. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember us talking about this? Yeah, a yeah. lot. We were talking about it a lot. I watched it. Yeah. And it's hard to believe, I know, but that's how weirdly so here's, we affect here, each we other. We have a society, because mm-hmm. you guys I you guys used to get cuts and talk about shows, the current events, right? Right. Kardashians and more importantly, all the housewife shows. Yes, seventy-five percent of those people are borderlines. Those are all Heather's friends. How do, how dare you? <laughs> I. But it's, it's, it's true. Interesting how she gravitates. It's true. She gravitates it's to true. them. No, I I Let's definitely see. think they see the thing. The reasons why the housewife shows are volatile and fight is that these people aren't real friends, and they're cast because they're all 
similar personalities. They're all narcissists. They're all, I mean, there's a I think certain they're more narcissistic. Yeah. It really, but, but about thinking. But, but, but is one it? of our for, a client, former clients is on that Beverly Hills one. And that's, that's who had the antenna that he's here. He's here. Oh, yeah. He's here. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting how you gravitate to them though? You gravitate. I'm to not that like stuff. best friends. I I'm like the shows gra- I, and I meet them. Gravitate, and I, right? But I, but I some didn't say people, you're the best friend. but some people that are comedians that and in the business, you're unhealthy. Hate, like hate reality stars. They're pissed that they're stealing our jobs. They're angry about it, and I'm not like that. You I'm like it. they. I'm totally entertained. I think, hey, make your money while you can make it. It's great. It's fine. Do I get a little jealous that you're, you know, never even did a play and you're on the star of Us Weekly? Yeah, a little, but I'm not mad about it. Like, I find it funny and who cares? You know, like there's enough in the world for everybody, but you know, it's, it's interesting, but it's dangerous too. It's like you go on the show and you're bet, you better be like, okay, I'm ready to get divorced. I'm ready for, you know, my, my life to be exposed. I'm ready to be edited in a way that makes me look really bad or I know, or now what's happening is people are going on the show and they've been studying it for a decade and they go on and they they know they have to freak the fuck out over someone sitting in their chair. Have you heard the Kevin even- Hart joke about ex- uh uh, basketball wives? No. He says basketball wives it should be called the ex wives of ex basketball players. <laughs> no. Ain't nobody in the NBA. But, but, on that. But Nobody's he, married. No. But, but then what happens is so they edit it down to make them each each of those women look like shit. Then yeah. they show it to them. Then they show the other women saying things they didn't really say, right. making it look like they said. And then they turn them all loose on each other again. Yeah. And so week in and week out they get. Did to you know stir the guy that killed himself? The husband. I did not know him, but I met Taylor many times, and yeah. I read Taylor's book. Taylor Armstrong is his wife. Yeah. That was a crazy thing. But I mean, I don't, I mean, did the reality show help with it? Yeah, I would think because it would, it would make whatever his issues were financially seem that much larger, that much more well-known. Oh, why he killed himself? He killed himself. Reality TV show killed him. Why? That's, they cornered him. They were going to come with, he hit her and all this kind of stuff. And he was already bankrupt. Yeah. And he just he I talked to him about a week before he did that. Oh, really? Yeah. And what did he say? He was pretty down. He was not really looking forward to the airing of that show. Hmm. But the show had already aired. No, not the not. The, I guess there was a court date coming. Oh, because the season had already aired. Yeah, and then I think that they were separated. It was or sad. she did one or two seasons. It was sad. It's really sad. I mean, it's. It's horrible, and you know I think that's you know the thing where people, you know, where it went too far. The produce we felt like our show went too far in the last two seasons. The producers and the storyline people were stirring stuff up, and he would lose his mind. Drew would lose his mind and walk off the set, and that I think that that those those evocative TV shows they're very harmful to the people on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're going to have to live with this forever. Their kids are going to have to live with it. It's going to be on YouTube forever. Right. It's a shame. That, that's how I feel about it. Do you feel about it? I, I, I'm a little more in Heather's camp. Like I, I mean, I'm sure people had to deal with other sorts of things as society evolved that had similarly kind of problematic if you impacts. care about your children. I mean, just look at all the, look at all the movie stars children, and all the crappy you lives they have. open them up to that. No, but at the same time, if you if you're in a position, and you know some of these kids, 
end up having businesses and opportunities that they wouldn't have had the show not happened, and they're fine. Like if you just look at like Caroline, oh, you Manzo, wait, just wait. Well, I'm just 10 saying, or like fifteen years, you tell me that they're all going to turn out fine. I can already see. You can already see it. Come on, you think these people are going to turn out fine? Well, I don't know that you're destroying your child's future by being on a reality star. I don't think by you're acting like a what, fool but, every there could week be on anything. television. But here's the thing: what about the parent that is so into their kid's gymnastic career, and then the kids finally like get the yeah, hell away from you? I hate healthy. you. I, I then know that, that person. Then did they do the wrong thing? What about the? Uh, should nobody be a child actor? How are we going to have any movies? <laughs> like Fred Savage turned We're not out gonna fine. Have, they're all going to be animated. They're all going to be animated anyway. I mean, what are you saying? So nobody can. You know, what, what if you made your kid wake up and, and work on the farm, they're going to be destroyed because they Give didn't have the a childhood? Give the research about the, the, I mean, the reality star's narcissism scope. Well, well but, I'm but, sure there is because the, there's the a certain that, type of that, person that would want to do that. That's what our research well, shows. The last they're already in trouble. The narcissist should be given is more attention. Yeah. So Susan, but it exists. So what are you going to do? So, so Heather, you've been helping Susan. Be with critical one of, the, of Susan, it. Susan, go ahead. Go ahead. Be co- I can know. This? Let Hold me on. answer that. Be critical of it and say that's bullshit and nobody should watch that. Instead of say, oh, it's funny, it's entertaining. I'm sorry. It's not that funny is what I love. <laughs> you're attacking. You're attacking. I love it. Like, what? I look for Wednesday night. It's real house. What about. Well, then, she okay, pours her glass of wine. Let's say that boxing is terrible. Let's say that everything else is terrible. Do you watch terrible. Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda's show? Yeah. We I do. have not we seen do. it. Pretty no. amazing. It's yeah. awesome. I'm sure it is amazing. I I like <laughs> I like scripted shows too. I like a lot of things. This is one. But her point thing is well taken. That which is I like. There's lots of because things that are not these good women for the are participants. Like around my age, MMA, and I not see good. the fights and the arguments, and they're fun. And I, my girlfriends and I, literally talk about them like guys would talk about sports people. The guys get together and they go, "Oh, this coach got traded here, and this person's going here, and ah, uh, we're doing our fantasy football." You have whole groups like that. Well, that's what women do. We like like it this is the shit we talk about you'll never understand because you have a penis you'll never get it it's the white chromosome in this case maybe that's why i don't it. get it in this case and by the way the penguins game starts in 11 minutes so exactly. can we wrap I, up? Can, I don't give a shit wait susan just gave a hint we and have something to announce susan is trans- susan's transgender i had to announce this right <laughs> <laughs> no but she's been asked to be on a reality thing the head has been helping her sort of navigate through and the, all these issues have been coming up yeah, you know, they're and, big and issues. What, what I thought was interesting, though, our son... I don't son, think I'm narcissistic enough. Our son reacted violently, like, you are not doing... Oh. He said, I'll give you my left nut if you don't do <laughs> it. Those were his words. <laughs> and I said, don't say that, okay? I don't want to even hear about you losing a nut. But, um, yeah, I was invited to do one, and I'm deciding, and this will probably air long after I've decided, but I I do have misgivings about it because I like my marriage. I like my life the way it is. And I would really enjoy doing it with the other two people. And I it would be really cool to get to travel and be, you know, a star or whatever. But but I think that the the dirt that's going to come the, out is, is not worth really the whatever little bit the, of money other, that I might make. The other make. thing is... If you're a people pleaser, you want to please the producers. Mm-hmm. Well, they, like I've been at taping, I've been, you know, a guest at, during a reality show taping, and I've like I'm studying and I'm trying to figure it out. And I see the producer talking to someone who's doing an on the fly interview, and they're like, "But aren't you upset? I mean, this was your party, and they're late. Like, don't you think that's rude? Don't you think that was rude how she spoke to you last week? And then on the person, yeah, yeah. I'm a little annoyed. I did it, and like. 
they and you and On then the you and right? you also know like oh god this and then they call them to and they're like uh, I just want you to know girls that this is about the boringest season yes you're all you, gonna if, be fired yes if you want to have a new season yes, you're gonna have to amp this right. all of yeah. that. the two other women that I'm doing with I'm really close friends with mm-hmm. and they already push my buttons a lot anyways, <laughs> but I never let them know. Like, like I don't know. One of them has a fantasy that nothing bad's going to happen and we're going to be normal people followed around and it'll be, it'll you know. It'll never air. None it'll, of the yeah, it'll happen. never make and I was it like, then. I, I don't know if they're really pitching her what's going to actually happen. So, right. And it concerns me because... I'm kind of a control freak, and I also have to be careful of Drew's brand, and I have i don't really care. I like being behind the scenes, and I like producing stuff on my own and not having to worry about somebody, you know, finding out some deep, deep yeah. dark secret of my past or whatever that I well, told see, that somebody one thing 20 is, years ago. What's great is... I don't have any secrets now. Yeah. Like, I literally don't have one... There is not one thing that someone could say... The, about me that I have not put in my stand, put in my books, put on my podcast, and that's really freeing because I'm like, okay, yeah, when's there to find write out? The book, but if you have a secret, but huh? other than codependency, you seem solid and motivated and semi healthy. I don't think I am that codependent anymore. Can I, I ask know, you, but do you think this is a codependent thing? Because I don't even know if I've ever understood codependency. That's and what I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead, go okay, ahead. as a stand up, I've gotten better at this. Right. Okay. But I, I one day realized I was a little bit codependent with my audience. And that <laughs> if there was one person not laughing, no, like you zero in on more that. More like I remember I was doing shows with these other girls, and this one girl had a really funny bit about herpes. Okay, where she was kind of like, kind of like, "Hey, you sick fuck with your herpes or whatever," like joking about that people have herpes. And if I had a friend, and I had a couple that had herpes. I did not want them to come to that show because I thought their feelings <laughs> that would is, hurt. That is codependent. And I'm like, that very. is like the opposite of like a stand-up. Yeah. And so I finally... That's very And I just did this movie about, can like a documentary called Can We Take a Joke? And I, I have, I'm not like that anymore. That's when I was in my 20s. I'm not like that anymore. Now I'm really like, hey, you know what? You got you to gotta know who I am and there's no way I can offend you. If you maturity. watch the whole hour, you yeah. won't be offended. You know, take one sentence out possibly. But that is sort of, I don't think I'm codependent. I think I've broken that to an extent. All right, speaking of breaking. But then also, like, isn't that caring about someone's feelings, yes. too, which is well, what it, you're it, saying. It, it yeah. feel, they, they, code, they dovetail together. Yeah, yeah. Take, speaking of break, take a quick break. Be right back. Yeah. I'm getting involved with the advisory board on an organization called HEAL, H-E-A-L, and they have an app. It's called HEAL app, H-E-A-L. And these guys promise a physician at your home within two hours. And it is $99 all in. And most insurances cover it. These physicians are carefully selected by our team. They are all board certified so we can vouch for them. And everyone we know that has used this product is just beside themselves happy. Do not go to an ER. Do not go to an urgent care. If you're in a city covered by Heal, click Heal. $99. Someone will be there. And people don't understand that what you really want is just a physician to use their judgment to tell you what this is. Is it serious? Is it not? The treatments are often simple. There is just simply today, unless there's a real emergency, no reason to go to the ER. And I would suggest even going to an urgent care when you're feeling bad and need help. Why do that? And by the way, that's much more expensive. Sounds too good to be true. It is not. This is an opportunity. Check out the Heal app. 
All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest podcast or interaction with drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction per se. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the sites or podcasts. Welcome back to the Psych Podcast. Heather McDonald is our special guest. Juicy Scoop. Check all episodes out of Podcast One. We never got to the original thing is, do you have gossip on the show? Do- oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, okay, yeah. what's I mean, the go- biggest listen, one that you've exposed? I mean, go- I, I'm not an investigative reporter, so it's not that. It's like I read the magazine. scoops. And I go, these are some juicy scoops that are out in Hollywood. And sometimes I'll say if I think it's true, sometimes I, I'll try to analyze what happened like in a funny way. Like I, ima- like I, I just start acting out the fight that happened between Jen and Ben Affleck or who I think Jen should date Jen Gardner like who she should date she, who she, I think she should date a <laughs> um, a green architect Brad Pitt a green architect an architect that is that builds, something she's into I don't know I just thought a, a few years younger like 40 what about Brad Pitt and then they could have no, all no, the she kids needs going be, all the way she around. wants her to have somebody healthy I like want her, her to have somebody normal has but Brad has Pitt it like has out? a cool has side Brad of it Pitt moved well now that who you talking about Brad Pitt? I'm talking about Ben Affleck and I Jennifer know, Garner. But, but also, I read on the, I read on, oh, I was at the Vons day, this morning. Every day they saw, say that they're breaking up. Oh, they're and not. And I don't know they're if not, they are. Because I root for them with all those kids. Yeah, that's going to be an explosion when that breaks up. You mean, oh, my God. That, that, I, so I, well, so the rumor I said with that. Okay, what is the rumor? Scoop. I want the The rumor scoop. is he is doing a movie with this other woman right now. And it's like a period piece, and I don't know the other woman. Isn't that always the way? And there supposedly there's mad chemistry between them. Do you know who and it is? she, I forgot her. I'd have to. He look should it up. ignore but that she, mad chemistry because you know who had that mad chemistry a couple Angelina, years ago. Him and Angelina, Johnny Depp and the Heather, and the and Amber Heard. Amber. Wait, so ignore that. Yeah, that's Brad. Great. Ignore. Tell Brad to ignore. That's craziness. That. But okay, so wait. That's craziness on craziness. So the girl, his co-star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was married and did a movie with the, her current husband. So she cheated on her husband, married her co-star. Brad cheated on Jennifer um, Aniston and married the co-star Angelina. So yeah. they both have fallen in love with co-stars in the past. So we call that terrible boundaries and love addicted and manipulative is, and all kinds of But also Angelina an to the word love. Okay, but Angelina and Brad have been together a long time. They do I'm have six for them. kids together. Yeah, They're that, the one Hollywood that, couple. When that goes down, oh Heather. Who are you you're rooting have some, to get divorced? Well, it doesn't sound like you're rooting for them. I've been, I ten years ago because I get I, sad when, when I pick when up when they did that Mr. Yeah. Mrs. Watch, that thing that Smith, the, the thing that where they, they blew up. They, right, they blew up and that I said that's how it's going to end. Like that, they're going to kill each other. Just that kind of aggression. It's gonna. That's what's going to happen. Well, that kind uh, of passion. Others yeah. would say. So, do you have favorite Hollywood couples? Because Brad and Angelina are my favorites. Susan and Drew. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, answer. They have real passion. I do feel like there's certain people like that you're rooting for to have success. I'm rooting. In life. I mean, because you're a good Catholic girl. Kevin, Come on. Kevin Bacon. Oh, they'll Sedwick. never get They've, divorced. Hopefully, never get you know, especially after they lost all the money to Madoff, that's the kind of stuff where you'd like fucking no, blame each other. And they so don't live fine. in Hollywood. Maybe they're they couldn't solid. afford to you get divorced. You want to know a strange that. connection to Kevin Bacon? I have my ex-wife. The the they're from Virginia, right? So they're in the restaurant. My ex-wife 
I don't want to say the name. But anyways, their daughter is named because they heard my ex-wife's name. And they went, oh, oh my God. You need to have him on your podcast because he's got, <laughs> he's got a story to I'm tell. I'm sure. Yeah. No, it, it'll I, take 12, but, 85 episodes. Don't you think Hollywood couples survive better if they don't live in Hollywood? Even if they live in Santa Barbara. I just, I just think, you know what? I, this is what, what's my philosophy on why it's hard. Because you have two people, if they're both in the business, and, you have, and, they, and they're such big stars, and they have everybody around them saying how fabulous they are, that they can do no wrong. And then you're with your spouse that's like, you know what? Why the fuck did you leave this on or something? And you're like, why are you criticizing? Like... I just think it's yes, think you can't right. you you really there's are. no point of putting well you're like why should I put up with this guy being a dick to me when I'm so beloved I just won the Oscar everybody wants to screw me and he's like not you know and not even being nice and I think he feels the same way and I think that's what makes it really hard I think it, the well, egos the, too huge the, egos. and they have bad boundaries they're not the healthiest people actors actresses and then they are the big, the, are big stars you and know? then they're in these isolated environments with these yes. intense experiences I think experiences Hollywood is bad because if you look historically movie stars I live in part time in Laguna Beach Betty Davis moved down there in the late 40s and lived there till she died mm. actually and and I love Betty Davis. She just seems like a solid, healthy person. When you look at Joan Crawford, didn't leave Hollywood. You or understand? Uh, Jane Jane uh, Mansfield. Jane Mansfield. Joan Crawford jo- and Betty Davis were always synonymous. Oh. Had similar lives. Very traumatic upbringings. Oh my god! Whatever uh, happened what? to Baby Jane? Best oh movie my ever. god! You know who reminds me of them? Kyle and Kim Richards. Ooh, that's the movie. Oh, the remake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel anyway. terrible. I feel terrible. Well, it's for hard Kim. to stay alive. I do feel bad for her. She's in really a good marriage. You probably know her more. I, I just see. Her I don't know her, but I know I, Kyle see, see, the thing is, in that scenario, I really empathize with Kyle because I'm the Kyle. I'm the Kyle in that relationship. If they, Kyle and Kim are like my sister and I, except with money and fame and and except better I feel clothes. like Kim it does not. She she drives Kyle crazy and all, but doesn't really. The, the brunt of it falls on herself. Kim really yeah, no, hurts she's herself. Nothing, she's not as, she's not yeah. near, she's not as abusive. She doesn't have the borderline But I feel thing. like Kyle has the, the, the guilt. Yeah, the she has her husband involved and it's like, you have a husband and I don't have a husband. They try to include her and then when they blamed her about the, um, you stole my house, that I really, really sympathized with Kyle and her husband because I'm like you're this screwed up person who had no money they were trying to help you you agreed to it then someone got in your ear after and tried to turn you against them you know they're good people no like, good deed goes yeah unpunished. exactly and that's that I thought and that's what makes that show sorry so, I'm sure you so, don't know what we're talking about but that's what makes that show really good is because they're real sisters let's go back and the to history the, goes so long go, go back to the codependency Kim versus Richards doing good is on this show yeah yeah the actress girl? Yes. Escaped to Witch Mountain. They yeah, got her right. and her younger sister, and they were like kid actresses, but then they became wives and mothers quite young, you know, and then weren't in TV for a long time. And then they found them both and put them on the housewife, and, and it was amazing. And you didn't know. Desperate alcoholic. But you didn't know really Kim bad. was an alcoholic until like the end of the last episode oh. of the first season, and then it exploded. I, it was t- it's really sad. I mean, I really feel oof, she, she struggles. I'm yeah. just rooting for you, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin to get the re upped for another season. I'm with you. We watch the Susan's favorite show. They but, will. But, and then they'll probably get, both get Emmys. Right. Yes. But um, again, 
treating people nice versus codependency. The codependency is more about treat yourself nice and you'll on. treat it's everyone right. else. It's not nice. treating yourself. It's thinking of other people first and sometimes only, or experiencing mm-hmm. yourself through other people. Being a good person is sort of a general concept. I think, I think of my thinking. sister, the attorney, is was way more codependent to Katrina because she never wavered all those years. Well, and I would just argue, now did she go she's been in therapy and just now is she cutting finally off, getting it and i would say to her i'm like you're missing your kid's childhood i, I would because argue you're so you, you sucked into this I, yeah, yeah you're right from the caretaking standpoint but from the standpoint of the projective identification you clearly were the object of all that you had to take on it's like she got in your skin yeah Right. Well, we were and more similar it. personalities. Like well, she, this closer, one, there's closer a, there's siblings a, too. Well, there's a friend of hers that's now my friend, like her friend from high school, and our boys are friends. And she said, you know, I was watching your Facebook lives. Another thing I do, Heather McDonald comedy. <laughs> I just do these Facebook lives, and I'm like talking. And she goes, and there's there's mannerisms of yours that reminds me a lot of Katrina. And I'm like, Katrina was funny. We came from a funny family. We were all funny. Katrina is, I is, was the only one that did anything with second. it. But imagine, you know? Katrina's funny, engaging, attractive, you know, yeah. all the borderline stuff, all the things that really make her that much Where's more dangerous. Like, she could, like doing she doing for a living? What'd she end up she doing got, for a living? She got married and had a baby young. Like by 23, she was a mom. Then she became a stage mom. She put her kids in it, Perfect, in, in the right? acting, Stop. loved it. They did pretty well. Not where they, they weren't in school, but they did enough that they made money and they were here or there are in the Macy's ad and it's all posted up. He, the little boy was in pageants before Jean Monnet and she had she had trophies all throughout her house but that's the, but, that's but she the liked extension. that because he was like the only boy there was only like one or two boys so he'd always win and then all the moms of the girls liked her because she was in competition so she would go all around Southern California and Disneyland Hotel blah 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 and it and we just thought it was like funny then she got them into acting that's a reality show and then sure enough, Maybe you can help her out. then she just fall, fell T- out of and it. And Tierra's, that yeah. show in Tierra. Right. Was, but this, but, but this, that was the, her sister particularly would be a very And then she, she got to be the mom. Like she got the attention. She was happy you know, for her children. It kept her busy. Then when that kind of started to die down is I think, you know, then it got worse because how else is she like getting attention? And Yeah, humans don't like to look at other humans that are happy, joyous, and free. They like to look at other humans that are struggling and having drama, not well. That's what attracts our eyes. That's the housewife thing. Mm-hmm. And then women, particularly, like seem to like to process it. It's like it's gratifying. It's it's rewarding in some interesting way to to relive it and think about it. And much the way guys trade baseball cards or relive. Yeah, but there's you know, no Schadenfreude in sports. Uh, there's a schadenfreude in reality television where you're better than them you would never act like that I mean I think it's so different just in seeing relationships like I remember one time my son was about like eight at the time and I'm like hey do you play with Jude at school and he's like not anymore and I'm like what happened what what, what do you mean what happened did he say something mean to you and he's like "Um, he plays kickball and we play basketball and I was like oh that's it (laughs) oh that's right you're a guy like I just was like oh my god and that's and you and, and you it's talk, so and they, and they interesting. Talk, and they talk about poopoo a lot too. Yes, that's the other thing that makes. Me, yeah. But but you see it more and more of like how I see my sons just like shit doesn't bother them well, that I, long. I, I, Can I, we I, leave I'm it with thinking, an Elvis quote yesterday? How old is your son? Five. Oh, and so so he's just trying to shock me with the poop talk, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just driving because yeah. we're not to Joshua Tree to go rock climbing, and he just goes, "A man eats his own poop." <laughs> 
trying to get a reaction out of me yeah. from the back seat. Yeah. And I just started cracking up. I just figured out what my catheter was all about. He's still five. He really He's constantly fell. doing he, that to me. He kept putting poo-poo, caca, pee-pee. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I wasn't reacting. Then he said that, and I just cracked up. And then he was laughing. It's one of the magic moments with the five-year-old boy. Oh, of course. Well, then, no, <laughs> and the boys love all that. It's like, that's why it's in every... Um, we got to communicate just in from the producers. Drew, can you read it, please? I do. We have to wrap up. I, I've got to <laughs> get moving here. That got four minutes. Remind to leave. people to please click through the Amazon link at drdrew.com or at thislifepodcast.com. That we support supports the show. It doesn't cost you a thing, but it helps uh, send a little uh, something over here so we can keep this thing the lights on here. The music the on the way out is by Lance is a genius. Uh, again, at this life podcast. Can I promote my stuff? Is the Twitter handle and doctor.com <laughs> is where you like you can see all the people that support this program and this life podcast as well. This life podcast.com where you can obviously uh, please bookmark these podcasts tell a friend we like it and about Heather too yes go to heathermcdonald.net for all of my dates um, I've got lots of dates this summer and in the fall it's all they're all up there so but like I make a note when I'm gonna come to your city I realize yes. something that's your worst nightmare do you know Greg I forget his last name what's his last name Greg Barrett yeah yeah so I so he you just, do a, you do a podcast yeah, yeah I know and I don't know his last name but but <laughs> but but he his all he said was one little thing. She's just not that into you. Yeah, he's just not that into you, right? Right. Yeah, and it his became his thing. whole life for right. five years. What if Katrina becomes your whole life? I'd love it. I'm, you I'm, really would. Well, I yeah. People like, are going to expect you to talk about it in your stand up. No, no, they don't. I don't talk about my stand up, but I, I would like it to become don't. a book. I'd like it to become a book, and I'd like it to become something. Po- I'd like there to be something be a good positive out of it. Yeah, then she. Be, but there has to be a happy ending yeah, for she, there to she, be a book, right? No, 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 no I don't no. think so. No. Okay, the she could be a good person like, though, and get Katrina a, a reality show of her own <laughs> with the with the son in the in the in the uh, in the Todd Jones Chieras thing. That well, is he's a, a little that, old now. Whatever, but, yeah. I guarantee you, by the end of the year, people are going to come and scream out her name. What oh, about yeah. Katrina? Oh yeah, for sure. For but sure. it hasn't happened yet, and it's been going on for a while. Then, I, then I, I, I say I'll talk to them after. I but my stand up is still. I'm challenging them. Heather's stand up is hysterical. We've seen it multiple times. It is so funny, and we were there at your screen. You when you filmed your special. Thank you. It's it, on it's Netflix, still, still available. Yeah. It's called Heather McDonald. I don't mean to brag. I don't mean to brag. And uh, this is what, what drove Chris, Katrina crazy, by the way. She came. Yeah. <laughs> she was she there? Was there? She, dro- she, well, she said to Susan, oh my God, I love that Dr. Drew. Don't, don't you want to fuck him? And you were like, <laughs> I'm his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Oh it's true. And she's just, like, I, she's oh like, it's okay. I hear it all the time, and I'm like, well, it's Susan. not appropriate. And I'm so clueless. I've never heard you even talking about. <laughs> you can oh have him. That's nice. If he's willing, I guess. Yeah. That nice, is a this life moment right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. But but that's gonna I, be our promo next. I think <laughs> you ought to go out and do a live podcast, like at uh, do the Hollywood Improv. Or no, I want. I want to do. It. And then we then, can talk about all that then stuff. Then you'll yeah. get a ton of your podcast and and get people's stories and stuff, which is great. The Katrina is going to be a huge part of your life moving forward in 2017. That's fine. If I can be helpful to other people and let them know that they're not weird to have the story. It is funny. If you listen to it, it is funny. There is funniness to it. So check out Juicy Scoop. Start with episode 35. It is funny. It is entertaining. It's entertaining. It's It's life. It's It's juicy. It is juicy. There's some yes, of course. There's sadness and tragedy to it. Can you text her right now? No, she's no contact with her. I have a restraining order. We got to go with that. We'll see you next time on this life. Girl, close your eyes. Let that rhythm get into you. Don't try to fight it. There ain't nothing that you can do. Close your eyes.
Oh, my. 